Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by 7sistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Vicki, and I'm here just with a quick episode to answer some questions about different philosophies of homeschooling. So we were asked recently about what the Seven Sisters homeschool philosophy is. You know, there are different branches of homeschooling, and so people want to know, you know, what is Seven Sisters about? So I thought I'd take a minute and just explain the different kinds of educational philosophies that homeschoolers have. So first, let me make really clear, there's not one right way to homeschool. There's not. There is the right way for your family. And you know what? That changes child to child and sometimes year to year. So the first thing I want to encourage you to do is say, do not feel pressured that you are doing homeschooling wrong if you don't follow someone's philosophy of education. But it is kind of nice to know what are the the influencers in the, the curriculum and teaching world that have been big in homeschooling. So, and then we'll ease into what uh, we seven sisters do as far as educational philosophy. So if you think about it, really, that practically all of us homeschoolers are this one philosophy, and I'm going to tell you what the name is, eclectic. We're all somewhat eclectic. We're a little bit of this and a little bit of that because really, if we want to stick with one educational philosophy and keep our kids in that box, it's, it's really hard because our kids don't generally stay in a box too well. But anyway, it's really there. So we really are eclectic homeschoolers by and large. But there are philosophies that guide how you choose most of the courses for your homeschool high schoolers and even the youngers. So let's think about educational philosophy on a continuum of more rigid to more relaxed. So the more, if you want to call it rigid, homeschool way down on the one end of the continuum would be school at home. So these are homeschool situations where you do like K-12 or um, Keystone, one of the programs where your kids just take the courses that have been outlined for them and they don't think about it. And it's they watch videos of a teacher teaching in a classroom, read traditional textbooks. So everything is is in a traditional classroom format only at home in a classroom of one. So that's that schooling at home. And again, there's nothing wrong with school at home if that's what's best for your teens. Then if you move a little bit toward the middle, you'll have classical education. So for classical education, the emphasis is the infrastructure of learning. And so students use the old classical model that um, education took in the Middle Ages and was very, very successful. And even into Britain, you know, the over the years, it's, a lot of that is still there. So it's based on um, Latin as the, the foundation of all education, and students learn Latin from the earliest ages, and then they go through a progression of um, 
kind of teaching model, you know, learning rhetoric and uh, critical thinking. So there are different emphases at each um, developmental stage, so elementary and middle and high school, based on this classical model, teaching kids how to think. So, you know, think Aristotle, um, uh, you know, so you're you're getting philosophy or Thomas Aquinas, one of the fathers of the church, you know, teaching your kids. So that's kind of classical model. All right, and then a little bit further toward the middle is Charlotte Mason homeschooling. So Charlotte Mason is very heavily based on reading and narrative and writing. You know, children learn to read books and then tell the story to their parent or whoever's teaching like a co-op class. So they do that verbally, and then they do writing and dictation. But the, the core of Charlotte Mason is beauty. So kids spend a lot of time outside. They learn to observe nature and beautiful art and things like that. So there's a core of, of beauty. So classical would be the core of the classics, uh, you know, in Latin. And then Charlotte Mason's a core beauty. All right. And then you move towards the middle. And you have what I would call um, goal-driven um, homeschooling. So, and that would be the seven sisters model. So what we do, and again, this is not something that we are just like get ulcers over and you have to do it this way, but we help our kids set goals and we have goals ourselves for our kids. And they come in the form of two kinds of goals. One's the long-term goal. So what is the goal you want for your kids or the goals you want for your kids and the values you want for your kids when they graduate? So the day that they have their little caps and gowns on and they, they walk across the stage or the backyard or whatever graduation ceremony is, is what kind of person in life preparation do you want that kid to have? And you work from earliest ages toward those goals. And the goals are flexible because people's needs and life changes. And then the short-term goals are year to year. How are we going to work towards those within the framework of what they need for life preparation and graduation. So it's a goal-driven that the students involved, the parents involved in setting the goals long-term and short-term. So that's that's our seven sisters model. And we have found that our kids, when they learn goal setting at a teenage age, they can use those skills as they choose throughout life. And, and that's a really useful thing because jobs are about goals and family creations about goals. You know, if students learn to set goals and work towards them, then they are empowered to you know, go have success in life. The important thing to know, though, is that God's in charge of the outcome. So, you know, each of the different philosophies can have um, pitfalls that you could fall into. So if you were in a school-at-home situation, you might find that uh, the pitfall would be boredom because watching a video of somebody's classroom or just, you know, watching some dry video might be boring. So it might fit perfectly. It might be boring. It might be something that you have to keep your eye on. In classical education for for kids who are um, not structured neurally to think very linearly, uh, linearly on a line. 
I can't talk. But anyway, you know, to think time oriented and logically first, second and third and then outcome, um, sometimes the classical model overwhelms them. So if you got a more ADD kid or a more creative kid, that that might be overwhelming. So it's it's perfect for so many kids. And it's also has the, the places it wouldn't fit so well. With Charlotte Mason, for kids who don't like dictation and narration, um, that could be overwhelming. So the, the, the beauty of it's marvelous, and then there could be some overwhelming things. For the pitfall of, of the goal orientation is, you know, sometimes people feel kind of like pressured. Okay, we, we have to accomplish our goals. We can't be adjustable. It can't be flexible. So we have to learn that God's in charge of the outcomes. And sometimes we just have to trash the goals and start over. So flexibility is necessary. All right, so let's move down the continuum towards the other end. So at the other end, we have relaxed homeschooling. And um, our friend Daniil calls um, her educational process life schooling and then unschooling. And so all of those are various um, degrees of the student chooses an interest and develops their own learning process in a delight-oriented way. In other words, if they are interested in it, they will explore it fully. And in doing that, if they really dive into um, their their interests, then they will learn to read and to think and do math and to write through those interest-led adventures in education. So it always stays interesting and it always stays empowering. Um, so people on the the life schooling, unschooling, you know, delight, directed, relaxed um, schooling end of the spectrum tend to have kids who really are interested in what they're doing and they are like all in. The, um, the pitfall can be is um, the, then the kids who, when they graduate, haven't learned how to fit themselves into the box that bosses will require or college will require. And so they, they will need to learn to develop those skills or, um, or find a career that doesn't require it. So again, it's not a wrong way because kids have been enormously successful um, in that method of homeschooling because as they become adults, a lot of those kids just naturally adapt to whatever environment that they're in, but they also are empowered to, to keep making good things happen for themselves educationally like they, they love learning. So there's all different philosophies of homeschooling. And as you look at your family, you probably find you need a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And we are totally on board with you. So, you know, when in my home, um, year to year, we would adjust things. We had some Charlotte Mason... Um, leanings for a, a number of years into the arts and being outside in nature. And, the, and those are kind of family values anyway. Uh, definitely some classical leanings. And um, my youngest kid uh, studied Latin. My second son taught in a classical school. So really respect the philosophic um, background of classical. In fact, my oldest is a, is a philosopher and teaches through that model. Um, so there, there's 
eclectic bits of uh, even in our goal-oriented model. What we like about our our goal-oriented model is that kids can know where they're going. You know, our our idea is, you know, if you get in a car and start driving, you're going to end up there. But if you don't know where there is, it's going to be a long drive. So if kids know where they're going, if they have some ideas that they want to explore and develop, you know, some career exploration stuff, some personal development, we make goals on that. What do they need for graduation? What do they need for career, you know, preparation or college preparation? So we set goals for that year by year, all within the framework of those long-term goals. What kind of person do we want them to be when they graduate. And so they they have a say in how that looks year to year. Are we going to use a textbook? Are they going to um, log hours? Are they going to take an online class or a dual enrollment class or a co-op class? Um, so they, they have a voice in how those goals are met, but they all uh, are goal-oriented. So we, we want to, at the end of the year, have ticked this off, uh, you know, have a way that we can capture it on the transcript and meet um, state requirements and also, you know, our, our kids' goals. So for my kids, they were all college-bound, so we wanted college orientation kind of things on their transcripts. There's not one right way to homeschool. No matter which way you homeschool, God's in charge of the outcome. But as stewards, we parents need to be wise and thoughtful and prayerful. You know, as our sister Kim says, pray first, last, and always. So it doesn't matter which methods you choose or what eclectic mix you choose, if it's prayer oriented, you're going to get somewhere. You know, you you will get where God is directing your path. So reminds me of another saying is, you know, a mom's mind plans the way, but God directs the paths. We, we do the best we can, but God has to take the rest because none of us are perfect. And he always has ideas that we haven't planned for. And so we have to be flexible and, uh, you know, just to what he brings across our paths. So hopefully that, that answers the question a little bit is what's the seven sisters philosophy and puts it in the framework of the other philosophies and knowing that we're all an eclectic mix and there's not one right way and God's in charge of the outcome. I've probably said that enough. Okay. How about joining us over at the Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group? Uh, we have lots of places you can ask questions and, you know, be part of the conversation there. So it's very low key and not overwhelming, uh, but we want to be available to our seventh sisters because why do this? You know, if we weren't making some kind of community with our, with our younger sisters, because we're just like you, only older. And if you have time, hop over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review because that helps other families to be able to find this podcast easier easier. And if you want some more encouragement, check out uh, the Homeschool Radio Network. So the, the, the it's in the middle of a name change. So the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, and it may change a little bit to the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Either way, um, we have lots and lots of encouraging um, podcasts there, and some of my, my favorite friends are there, like Homeschool Sanity with Dr. Melanie Wilson, 
who's just a really good buddy of ours. So, okay. All right. We will see you next week. God bless you. Have a great week.